Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to Popcorn Heights the Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back. Talking about another Marvel release. Marvel really blessed us this year with a lot of a lot of releases. Um, yeah. I've seen a bunch of tweets be like, Marvel really did the rights this year, and it's WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, which that's debatable. <laughs> um, Loki, <laughs> Hawkeye, Sp- uh, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, and Eternals also don't agree with that one, but <laughs> um, so you Marvel ch- really, really went off in 2021. Yeah, you could check out our previous episodes to see how we really feel about all those other projects. But <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's one thing we could agree on, though, they really blessed us with the fits this year. I mean, just every fit in every project, comic accurate and just absolutely fire. I mean, um, I, I, I still, I still we'll think get about to. We'll get to some it, of the yeah. specifics of the fits from Hawkeye, but I will say the best fit in Hawkeye isn't in Hawkeye. Not even close. No. You already know what it I is think of the best fit is. Yes. His <laughs> floral shirt looks like a boss, man. Yeah. He's, well, he's hot. Before we get into that, spoilers for Hawkeye, uh, if you haven't finished it yet. Spoilers, um, Kingpin wears a floral shirt. And he looks like a baddie, according to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Nick and I created to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans for diehard fans. But Popcorn Heist, the podcast, is a show specifically where we can nerd out about the things we love the most, such as Marvel, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, all from our unique point of view. This episode specifically about Hawkeye. Uh, we release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, uh, we please ask you to give us a follow review on iTunes. It really helps us grow, uh, and it really helps us you know, better our content for you guys. If you want to see us talk about a specific topic, let us know. We'd be remiss if we also didn't mention, though, the other podcast on our network called A Simps Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly, two very funny girls. You'll love them. And if you want more pop culture content, such as blog posts, rankings, brackets, Trivia Tuesday, uh, finish, visit visit us online at popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram at popcornheist or even TikTok. We're on TikTok now. I know t- Nick is a TikTok hater, but I'm making uh, some, I'm, I'm some growing. good content on I'm TikTok. I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah, Always so, exciting to talk about Marvel. By the time this comes out, it'll be the day before New Year's Eve, the last episode of 2021. We, we re- released a lot of content this year, Nick. I'm proud of us. Yes, we did. I, even yeah. though Christmas has passed, I am wearing my Christmas sweater for Hawkeye. Oh, um, yeah, because it was very based on Christmas. But yeah, uh, 2021 was good year for Marvel. Also a great year for Popcorn Heist. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was very released a lot of content. A lot of Marvel stuff came out. Um, st- some Star Wars came out um, and then just random. We drank on the podcast. We <laughs> That's did a big some brackets. <laughs> we did some brackets. So we had a fun year in 2021. Yeah. Thank you guys for supporting us, uh, for all those who followed us and liked our stuff and shared our stuff and whoever, all the guests that we had this year was really fun too. Um, kind of to, to celebrate 2021, something to look forward to is, uh, soon on Instagram, we're going to be doing a best movie of 2021 bracket, um, which 
you know, if we haven't announced it yet on Instagram, I guess if you're listening to this episode, then you're getting a little sneak peek, which is kind of fun. But look out for that. That's going to be a really cool bracket. But Nick, what have you? Uh, it's been a while since we discussed what we've been watching lately. I have no idea what you're watching. Yeah. Um. So actually, inspired by uh, Deanna, who wrote an article for us on uh, on on popcornheist.com, I've been watching the new Dexter reboot. Uh, oh, I wasn't really planning on watching it, and then I read her article, and I was like, you know what? As a Dexter fan, I watched Dexter probably like seven years ago at this point. Like I watched it so long ago. Um, didn't really love the last few seasons, but um, the show's been pretty good so far. So if you if anyone has watched Dexter, I would definitely recommend watching the reboot. Um, I don't know if you should watch the whole Dexter eight seasons to just to watch this reboot, but uh, if you have watched it already, I would recommend watching it. Um, what else have I been watching? I, I'm trying to get back into succession now that I heard some crazy stuff happen at the end of season three. Okay. Um, so going to get around to that. And um, also I gotta, catching that, up. I was going to say that's something I got to hop on. I've been meaning to start succession. I hear yeah. Good. Also caught up on um, our favorite, The Walking Dead, um, <laughs> was I'm one of the only people who I know that still watches the show. And I was like a season and. I, I don't think I watched it since COVID started and they like extended the second to last season instead of like starting a whole new season. And so they added, I think like six to eight episodes to the end of the season they already made. Mm. It was very weird. And then they, they're doing the final season now. So they're halfway through the final season and I finally caught up on it. It's actually an okay season. The extension of the second to last season was terrible. It was so bad. I was like, "Oh my god, this is unwatchable." I never felt, I never felt like Walking Dead had that much of a bad. It was really bad. And then now this final season is kind of picking up. Uh, I feel like they like took that time to set up the last two storylines they want to tell, and now they're actually doing those storylines. So it's been okay. It's been. It's been better, but it's been worse. I I, I applaud you for sticking with it because I. Want- <laughs> I was just so done with that show once they said Rick was leaving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Walking Dead's all about the characters. Like, you got to see what happens to Daryl. You got to see what happens to Carol. I'm excited to see if they bring back characters like Rick and Michonne who have left the show. I'm hoping that they do. They're supposed to make a Rick movie at some point, but we don't know if that's actually happening. I feel like the hype is passed on that. Like, if, the, if it would have came yeah. out right when he left the show, people would have been like, yes, I'm watching that. I know. My, myself included. I feel like the hype is kind of passed for that where it's not really going to make as much money as they originally intent thought that i'm not i'm not really sure what they're doing with that project but i would love if rick came in at the end even if it's just a little cameo like a michael scott type cameo i feel like he started the walking dead you have to even if it happens at the end of his movies and like you don't know how he gets to that point and they make his movies after it Mm -hmm. i feel like he's got to be in the end but i don't think they're going to do that that would be cool but Mm -hmm. we'll see what about you what have you been watching um, so I've been struggling a lot this year to find a new drama, like a long show to watch. I've been kind of like putting it off and starting new sitcoms, um, trying a bunch of things out. I started Letterkenny, which is a, a Canadian sitcom on Hulu, which is like this really quirky humor. Um, not sure if I'm going to stick with it, uh, at all, but the main thing that I started that I'm really excited about is Yellowstone. I don't know if you've uh, heard of it before. I've heard of Yellowstone. I've never watched it though. Yeah, it's like real modern day cowboys and like kind of like the Sopranos in that it's like very focused on like the family, a rich family who owns a ranch and then their struggles politically and criminally with um, the Native American reservation that's like trying to get their land back. It's really, really cool. Um, Only on the first season so far. But that's like my big show that I'm into right now. Um, 
As for movies, I actually just recently watched Encanto, the new Disney movie that came out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. I highly recommend checking it out. It's uh, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the music. Um, it's about a uh, Colombian family, and it's really interesting because, like, I feel like a lot of Disney movies recently is like they focus on a main character and then they like leave their home to go on an adventure. Like, you know, as much yeah. as there, there's different storylines, there's a formula there. Or I feel mm-hmm. like this one, like everything took place in one location and it was, there wasn't a clear villain either. It was very much like focused on um, family toxicity and like living up to like your family's expectations, which I thought was really refreshing. So I don't know. Um, Music was fire too. So there's definitely some Disney anthems that are going to come out of this movie. Um, So highly recommend checking out Encanto on Disney plus. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I've watched for movies. I've watched a ton of Christmas movies this this season. I I got caught up on a ton that I've been meaning to watch for years, like Christmas Vacation, A Year Without a Santa Claus, um, This oh, Christmas, I, recommended I, by Tom, our very own Tommy Fitz. I I didn't really like A Year Without a Santa Claus. I watched it for the first time this this year. Me me neither. Honestly, we have to. If I was to go back and rewrite that article that we wrote two years ago on ranking the best and worst Santas, that would definitely be in my worst Santas. He just literally quits, but. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Christmas movies, um, Hawkeye is kind of like very, you know, tailored to the Christmas season, uh, mm-hmm. really lined up with it. It was very much like I feel like Marvel does. This is a really good thing that I, uh, a strength of Marvel projects is that they're they tie. They tie their stories like it's a superhero story, but it's tied to different genres of film and TV like Hawkeye is a superhero show within the realm of like a Christmas movie-esque sort of vibe whereas like um i don't know like the spider-man movies you could say are like very much like coming of age like high school high school movies Uh, i feel like they they're able to like take the superhero genre and like spread it and scale it across other different types of film genres which is cool and hawkeye was very much like the i'll be home for christmas buddy cop type of show so i don't know i i enjoyed it we'll get into our thoughts um and discuss the strengths and weaknesses and maybe even rank uh all the 21 21 marvel movies um marvel tv series at the end of the episode sounds good and with that um i think it is time to get to our quote of the episode for those of you listening for the first time or for those of you who are familiar with us jake and i were roommates in college and we pretty much bonded over quotes pretty much what popcorn heist is built on is quotes let's be real here um and we just randomly quote things to each other so to get our podcast started we we always choose a quote of the episode Sometimes from the subject material that we're talking about, sometimes not. This time, it is, and it's an interaction between our two main characters, Kate and Clint. And Kate says to Clint, your problem is branding. And Clint says to Kate, no, my problem is you. Um, <laughs> we know that ends up not being true because Kate becomes his his like partner by the end, which is so cute. But um, it does kind of encompass their relationship where they're like kind of besties, but also kind of not. Very, very buddy cop, as you would say, Jake. Very mentor like again buddy cop like dynamic duo Uh, i feel like they've given us marvel's given us a lot of newcomers this year um and a lot of dynamic duos i mean Mm. you got like yelena and black widow you got shang chi and katie and maybe even shang chi and and xiao ling um you got loki and sylvie you got falcon and warner soldier wanda and vision you know um and even like what i can't how can you forget about darcy and jimmy woo I mean, of the course. best of the <laughs> dynamic duos, but yeah, um, I guess let's just freely talk about it. We can, we can 
summarize later in the episode, but what what did you think of Kate Bishop, the the show, you know? So I I really liked Kate Bishop. I think um I, I think it's easy to just like bring in a new character and be like, here they're the the torch is being passed to them, but to bring in a character that has like such charisma and really has like a comedy she has like her own sense of of comedy. She she really is different than any character we've seen before. Um, she's like a little bit quippy, definitely a little bit arrogant. Um, and I don't know, they gave her an interesting backstory where sometimes they'll go with like the superheroes coming from nothing where she's more like, she comes from a a lot of wealth, but also with that comes a lot of like sketchiness with her parents and, um, things like that. So I thought, I thought it was like a new, it was a good way to bring in a newcomer. Like they did give her her own story and they gave her her own personality rather than being like, Oh, we want to retire Hawkeye. So here's like a new person just to take on the mantle. And they didn't like, and they really went get like delved into her character and showed how she's different than Hawkeye, but also ready to take on kind of like the mantle, even though they didn't really have a moment where she actually takes on the mantle Hawkeye. I feel like, um, it's still, obviously she's going to kind of be the new Hawkeye equivalent. They kind of hinted at it, like them sharing the name, you know, the last line of the series is she's trying to like throwing out all these names, like lady Hawk, like, hawk girl and then he's like oh i got an idea and then it just cuts to black and it says hawkeye you know yeah um but do you feel well you talk about your thoughts on kate Kate bishop too but also like do you feel like this sent clint barton off the show i was gonna say like i don't think he's completely retired in the marvel cinematic universe um if we're going purely off of source material uh, he continues to operate but like obviously she's more active than he is and she goes on to lead like the Young Avengers, which I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a lot of times they introduce younger characters in the MCU, and um, like you said, like I feel like she's been different, where she's got that arrogance, and she's even got like more experience and quicker to b- pick things up. And I feel like she kind of added a lot of depth to the Hawkeye name, whereas people were always like, "Oh, Hawkeye!" Like the Forgotten Avenger, like, "Oh, you you love Hawkeye," you know? He's he's part yeah. of the team, whereas. Kate Bishop's addition and like them really delving into how he fights and how he makes trick arrows and how he has to, how the, like these superhero battles affect him. It really makes you feel like, wow, Hawkeye could be a leader. Like Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye. She's like, I could totally see her leading the next generation of Avengers. So she was really cool. But again, I don't really see Hawkeye leaving at any point. He's retired before he's come back, you know, just because he made it home for Christmas doesn't mean he's going to be away forever. Yeah, that's kind of my conflicting about the show to me, where I kind of went into the show thinking, like, they did Black Widow's ending, gave her a movie after that, but whatever. Did Iron Man's ending, did Cap's ending, like, they did most of the original Avengers ending. I thought this was going to be more of a passing of the torch, where it kind of feels like it wasn't. So it was, it felt more like, like, Black Widow feels like introducing a new character as Black Widow and kind of ending her story. Like, we know Black Widow croaked, and... (laughs) And that someone's going to take on the mantle. Like, we knew that going into the movie. I thought Hawkeye was going to be similar. Like, we're not that he was going to croak, but that he was going to kind of bow out and hand it off to someone. But it didn't really feel like that. So it felt more of, like, an introduction to Kate Bishop. So I don't know if that worked for me. Like, are they going to be partners going forward? Or is he retired? I don't know. It felt weird. You know? This is, I, this, yeah, this is the kind of series where I could see them doing a second season because, like you said, they didn't really give us that final thing like, all right, Hawkeye's definitely retired. Like, he feels comfortable leaving Kate to take over Hawkeye completely. It feels like there's still some more journey 
there's more story to be told between them before you just send Kate on her own. But there are rumors that she's going to show up in Ant-Man 3, which is kind of like a pseudo introduction to the Young Avengers. Um, so it seems like they're kind of like sending her off already, which yeah. I don't I like I could see her doing like she's clearly like very skilled and can handle herself throughout the show, which is cool because like we don't spend a lot of time with characters like Hawkeye and it made me appreciate him as a hero a lot more. And it made me like believe in Cape Cape Bishop being able to go on her own more. Yeah, I think so. I think the show tried to have it both ways where it's like, we could bring Clint Barton back. We could have a season two or we could retire him, which I don't really love that. They played it that way. I kind of wanted a straight answer either way, but whatever, I'll get over it. Um, But it did make (laughs) me appreciate Hawkeye as a character more. And I forget which episode it is. And, Honestly, I don't remember the exact quote, but there's like a scene where she's talking about how she appreciates him as an Avenger the most because he doesn't have superpowers. Um, and he literally just like fights aliens with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was like, you know what? That is pretty cool that he was willing to step up, even though he it, it's kind of like a Spider-Man type message. Like anyone could just pick up the bow and do it if if they had those skills, I guess. But he was trained as an assassin for many, many years. But anyway. I, yeah. I think um I think it made me appreciate him as a hero more. It was like I could see why Kate would idolize him the most out of any Avenger. And it was cool to see that perspective in the opening scene of episode one, like mm-hmm. from the Avengers battle. I thought that was really, really cool. Um and you also like again, you, you we never spend enough time with Hawkeye previously. You kinda almost even forget that he's like a shield agent and was like a, a spy assassin for them. You kinda just like he's kind of just brought in. Like you get that mm. little cameo in Thor and then he's just kind of brought into the Avengers. But I feel like they don't focus enough on that. He was a real time like assassin, like before Black Widow was the go to assassin. He was Shield's go to assassin, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I also liked how they weaved in the Ronin stuff very well into the show because it did feel kind of thrown in in Endgame. Or was it, yeah, Endgame it's in. Um it felt a little bit thrown in and like didn't really mean anything. There was no repercussions for it. He kind of just throws it away. Uh, but in this show, they brought it back. So it's it's nice that they brought that in to show like how dark he really got and how he has to reap the reap what he sowed. Definitely. I, I love uh, that was probably one of my favorite parts is that it really went into the repercussions for his time as Ronan and also just showed like it went into how he views himself as a hero. He's like, I, he tells Kate at one point in the series, he's like, I'm not a role model. Like, don't idolize me. Like my point, I, I don't need branding. Like I'm supposed to be a ghost. I'm supp- I've done bad things. And he really like hates himself for it at, at, at a lot of points in the series. Like he hates what he had to do as Ronan because in hindsight, like everything ended up being fine. He was able to bring his family back as if he didn't just turn dark, you mm-hmm. know? But it also kind of, I think it was a really smart way to open the door to street level crime and like um, organized crime, which I did not expect going to this series. I'll be honest, when they announced Hawkeye, I was like, I'm really not that excited for this show. Like, I'll, I'm obviously I'm going to watch it. But once I heard, I mean, this is a very annoying point, but like I knew before the series come, it came out that Kingpin was rumored. But that's mm. what really got me hyped. I was like, oh, they're going to go the organized crime route that's super cool like i never would have thought that for hawkeye because i'm not that familiar with his story in the comics but started to look into it and i thought that was really cool were, were you expecting that sort of focus on the mafia and like organized crime i so i think i found out that kingpin was going to be in a, in the middle of the show so i 
So I didn't really know where it was going to go. Um, and I guess the trailers kind of gave away that it was going to be more like street level crime and it was going to be all like contained to New York. Uh, but I, I think that I didn't realize that his past as a Ronin was going to be what connected those two things. So I think that was a good way to bring it in. Like that's what he fought against as Ronin. So then when they brought in the, the street level organized crime, uh, it made a lot of sense because it came from his past as Ronin. Um, I don't know. I like. I did like that a lot. Um, that they that they went that route, and I like that Kingpin was in it. I wish they u- utilized him more because I kind of think he did nothing. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like that they went that route with it. I will say about um, what we said, what you said about him being like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not a role model." Blah blah blah. I do feel like that trope was you like. I've seen we've seen that before people being like oh I'm not a role model I'm not your mentor and like the reluctant mentor um I guess it works for Hawkeye but I at a certain point I was like come on Hawkeye you know you're going to work with her come, let, let's let's get going here how reluctant are you going to be No I knew he was going to work with her but like I also How many times have we endangered children in this universe just come on work with work with the girl <laughs> I feel but I but I feel like it's also like a great plot point because he also would never expect anyone to idolize him because I think in the back of his mind he also knows like I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow in the middle of all these super people. Like I don't expect anybody to idolize me because I'm not the coolest out of anybody. And at the same time, I've done really bad things compared to other people. So at, he feels like double the guilt and double the resistance to like, I guess. And it, it you needed that for him to like, for it to pay off later in the series. But at a certain point it did kind of annoy me. Like, okay, we've seen this before. We know you're going to train her. Let's, let's get a move on here. Um, <laughs> also did the, ugh, at times, it made his powers like all the trick arrows and stuff. It made his powers cooler, but the fact that he was like actually worried about the amount of arrows he has, which I guess would be a worry, like it does kind of drive home the points of like, what do you do if you run out of arrows? Like you're literal, like you know what I mean. Like at times it made him feel more powerful because you got to see the trick arrows and stuff, but also at times like they're literally like running out of arrows right in front of your eyes it's like um it's like stressful to watch at times it is stressful but i like that that was cool and and i know the trick arrows are really cool like the pim arrow was those were really really cool kind of morbid in the end when they shrink the tracksuits and like they just go to get eaten by an owl oh yeah true but i don't know um also like you spend your whole days making trick arrows you know how long that must take every fight you have to re redo your trick arrows i don't know it seemed like a lot of work i feel like he spends most of his days cleaning his wounds and uh making trick arrows yeah yeah like oh it's a full-time job man yeah um i feel like i also wanted to see more action as ronin too like maybe him with some more sword work um maybe we could talk about swordsman i know you love that character oh Uh, nobody looks like that like i you knew they were either setting like i think i like knew the whole time especially as the show went on that he that swordsman jack what's his name jack jack duquesne jack duquesne you knew that i got at a certain point i was like he's so gonna be the scapegoat because no one looks like that like just no one looks like that i don't know i don't i don't know if i was expecting him to be the patsy in the end i kind of wanted him to be like this other fourth party in there that was just in the well, con- you know the whole time the mom is scheming. So obvious. Yeah, you knew that something was up, but I didn't know if, like, he brought her into that. You know, it was kind of weird that, like, 
she just managed to fall in love with a guy who's just like weirdly good with swords. I feel like they didn't use that enough where I feel like he could have had a more sinister background rather than like it was kind of funny in the final battle where he's just like having super so much fun just slicing people up but yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know that whole thing with the mom and jack no one looks like jack first of all so like you knew that they were gonna do some either he was gonna be a main villain or a scapegoat like the whole time they're oh, they're like trying to set it up too clearly from the beginning so it's like he's not gonna be the main villain and nobody whispers like that with the mom like she just whispers the whole time you know she's gonna be a villain when she's whispering like that you know what i what mean you, what do you mean no one looks like, like his mustache that's it, that's what he looks he like he looks like this like darling like no one talks like that no one looks like that i can't no one in real life looks like that <laughs> and talks like that come on um I, mean, I don't know it was just weird and then like the whole like the whole time it's like oh jack was there for all and like kate's so focused on jack you know he's not gonna be the main thing and the i feel like the mom thing was so obviously coming I actually was surprised that she wasn't working with Kingpin and that she was kind of a good guy in the end, sort of. But I knew that she was going to be like one of the main sort of villains. The she way she was the she she was working with Kingpin though. She like oh, her husband who died in the battle right. in New York like owed him a debt. Yeah. Right, but I I didn't know she was going to turn against Kingpin. Like I thought she was going to be on his side in the end. I didn't know like first scene with her and Kingpin is pretty much her being like I'm done. I didn't I didn't think that was going to happen, but I knew that. The whole time you were like waiting to be like, what's the mom up to? She's whispering all the time. She's threatening Hawkeye. Um, I don't know. I did like her, but I felt like I think they could have made it more low key leading up to it. They kind of. Yeah, I would have liked. That even though she didn't want to necessarily work with Kingpin, that she enjoyed kind of making her money in, in a not kosher kind of way. It seemed like she like was just doing it because she had to, but it would have been cool if they kind of revealed that she had some abilities of her own. Like she was kind of a boss in the organized crime realm on her, on her own. Like yeah. I kind of forced to work with Kingpin. Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't land that whole storyline. Cause why did she hire Yelena? They didn't really explain that. Like, it seems like Yelena, like she threatens Clint. Right. And then she, she couldn't have, it doesn't seem like she could have hired Yelena in that time through Val because like so, in the end of Black Widow. There's a scene that'll pass you right by where I think right after she threatens Clint and he leaves, she hops on the phone and she's like, you need to hurry or something. I forget what she says. She's like, we we need to hurry things up. Uh, they they didn't effectively explain why she hired Yelena to kill Clint. I think they didn't nail that well. And they didn't nail, like, why did she think she could just walk away from Kingpin with no backup plan? She really had no backup plan there. She was like, oh, we're still throwing the party. Rager, guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They, yeah that's kind of true yeah like yeah she was like okay i'm turning against you but we're still having this party and like not gonna have any defenses against the people you throw at me except I, yeah, my I, daughter I, who might help out as much as this was one of the more satisfying endings out of the marvel series i think it still falls in line with something like wandavision where it had too many things to wrap up and it didn't effectively wrap up all of them um i mean we we can we I guess we could talk about this now is like I feel like Marvel series are really putting a lot of weight on inch on like their draw for the series is that they're introducing a big cameo at the end they're like we were waiting for one single big thing and they only release it at in the last episode whereas I feel like you can have Kingpin in here that's a really cool way to introduce him but also you can't just put all your coins into that bucket you know you kind of have to like add a little bit more weight to 
Eleanor Bishop's storyline to like it, there has to be equal equality there. It, you can't just throw in Kingpin and have like one battle with him and Kate be like, all right, here's the main villain. You know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think they were like, oh, my God, episode five is going to blow everyone's minds. Didn't blow my mind. We all knew Kingpin was coming at that point. Um, I, I, I would I agree with you. Like, it doesn't have to be based on a cameo and if you're gonna bring it felt like this show should have been like two or three more episodes if you're gonna bring in kingpin effectively use him like he's only in one episode i don't really care that much if he's in one episode that also has to wrap up everyone else's storyline like use him effectively if you're gonna bring him in um like yelena yelena comes in a little bit earlier and they use her effectively throughout the show i actually think that's one of the high points of the show loved yelena and then i think her actress Florence Pugh is great as Yelena in Black Widow. She was great. And in this show, like it's easy to just bring her in and be like, see, like we're connecting all these movies, but she came in and she played that character. Every scene with her is both funny and she's still like a badass. Um, I love, she's one of my favorite newcomers. I think she was great in the show. Um, but Kingpin, he's like in a few scenes only and he, he's hot. What can I say? But like they need to use him more effectively. I don't know. He wasn't, they have to defeat him in the end too. Cause like they have to get to the happy ending of the show. So it feels like he came in just to get pretty much defeated. Yeah. I feel like they could have also added more context as to what he was using Eleanor for, like how she was paying off the debt. Mm-hmm. Like, is he, is he using her security company to kind of like spy on people? Is it, was she feeding him money? Like, it seems like she was like creating shell companies like Sloan limited, where she used Jack as the Patsy for the track suits. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like we needed a little bit more there. Again, love the Kingpins here, and that's a great way to introduce them. I think Marvel was kind of like, oh, Daredevil's going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, let's line this up perfectly. We'll just put Kingpin in. He'll be, like, the big reveal, and then we're good. We'll expand on him later. Like, whereas I feel like if you're going to introduce him, introduce him, and, you know, I, I don't I, I'm, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself and speaking in circles. You know, they could have had him interact more and like deliver more on that storyline with Eleanor. Like if Eleanor was more of a crime badass and she kind of had it out with Kingpin a little bit while Kate was having it out with him, that would have been enough. Yeah. But I mean, also they just brought him in to get defeated in the next episode. You know, it's like how I'm not a daredevil fan. So I don't like, I'm going to watch daredevil now, but I don't know daredevil. So I'm familiar with Kingpin, but the first thing I'm seeing of him is pretty much him coming in just to get bodied by Kate Bishop in a car. And like I jumped there. when that moment happened, when he just got bodied by a car. I was like, oh my God. He's such a tank though. I love it. Yeah. I love he's, that he's, he's just crazy. a tank, t- to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then the Maya scene at the end, what do we think of that? Well, what do we think of the whole Maya storyline and the Maya scene at the end? All right. Love Maya. I think she was a great addition to the show. Another one of the high points. Um, not only it was really cool to see I, I think it's really cool that they're how Mar- how well Marvel's doing with inclusion here I mean like that she's not an amputee in the comics and the actress is actually an amputee and is deaf which I think is really cool that they added that in um, but I just like her motivation it was a great way to include uh, Ronan and connect her with that whole storyline but I think once you got to the last episode she was definitely sidelined where mm-hmm. they tried to like kind of shift all of that tension to her and Kazi which I wasn't caring as much about you know Kazi was obviously a necessary character but i didn't really care about them resolving that as much i more or less cared about her resolving things with clint and then resolving things with kingpin um you know 
Yeah, I like I liked her throughout the show. I think she was definitely sidelined at the end. I agree. Um, at times, I was like, is she, I, I'm not familiar with Maya from the comics, so I was like, is she a Black Widow? I was a little confused at the beginning. I was expecting her to be Yelena when they first introduced her, and then it wasn't Yelena, so I was like, still a little confused if she was a Black Widow or not. But I ended up li- liking it, uh, liking her as the show went on. Um, I did think the scene... This is like a mixture between my Yelena and Maya um, feelings. Like the scene where they introduced Yelena was very on the nose because it was like, oh, Maya's fighting me down here. And then Clint's like, oh, who's up here then? And it's like, okay, we all know it's Yelena. Come on. Like, why is she wearing the mask in the first place? I, I didn't mind that. And that, well, that, <laughs> that, that costume is a, is a reference to her, one of her suits in the Thunderbolts comics. Um, I guess, but I don't know. It, I felt like a lot of the reveals in the show were very... Like you, you could see them coming, and that was that was one of them. Okay. Like you, I, I, mean, I mean, we all knew Yelena was going to be in the show. Why do you have to be like, oh, who's fighting me up here then? Yeah, I guess they wanted to play that as a slow reveal that Clint didn't really like. He didn't know the Yelena by face, and like wouldn't expect it coming. But he, once it was mentioned that her name was Yelena, he was like, oh, Natasha's I like that sister. part. I like yeah. that part when in the cab. But I don't know that scene when they introduced her. It was like. I don't know. It was a little too on the nose. Yeah, um, Maya is supposed to have in the comics. She's supposed to have abilities similar to Taskmaster, where she can like mimic people. Mm. Uh, I feel like they're kind of they're not focusing on that as much. I think they're just trying to set her up as a badass fighter. That I'm good with like, that though. Kind of like Daredevil. Like she's very connected with the Daredevil comics, and I think they're going to be a good pair. Um, she mm-hmm. her name in the comics is Echo. She's going to be getting her own series soon, which probably Kingpin's going to be the main villain of. And I think she'll be a really good pair for Daredevil because he's blind and she's deaf. You know, mm-hmm. that'll be like a cool pairing together. Um, you know what? Uh, speaking of which, I feel like they were setting up a moment when she was fighting with Clint and she's like, you know, you'd be better off without without relying on that hearing aid. I feel like they were setting up a moment for when Clint would be like, all right, I don't need this anymore. And he'd become an even better fighter because he would rely on other senses besides mm-hmm. his hearing. Yeah, you I know? think the only thing that hearing aid served to do in the show was to connect him with Maya a little bit. Um, that would have been cool if he did, if they did have that moment. I didn't really think of it. I feel like they didn't use that, like the hearing aid kind of moments in the last like two episodes for him. It was kind of just like to connect him with Maya. Yeah. And it so was kind of had a sign pushed to the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, but that would have been cool. I didn't really think about it. Yeah. I, I, I literally just thought of it. Um, and it's like we but, always say, you, it's good when the heroes learn something from their villains. And even though Maya's not a full-on villain, it would have been cool if he like took that and it made him a better fighter. But yeah, I think they want him like to be able to hear in most of the scenes that they use him in in the future. Yeah, probably. I guess. It'll make, make <laughs> shooting the scenes a little bit easier for them. Yeah. It, it was a cool addition because, like again, they really went in on like how all these years in the Infinity Saga affected Hawkeye. And obviously, if you're just a regular dude with all these explosions and shit, like you're going to go deaf after, yeah. after a little bit of time. I like that when they, they're like, Oh, how'd you get it? And they just show all the past <laughs> explosions that he's been next to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of was also waiting for Hawkeye to have a moment with Kingpin in the finale. I feel like we, we didn't get that. I didn't need that though. I, I'm fine I, with I, it. I don't know. I needed that connection. Like obviously he, had has had all this experience in history with him but then you just kind of don't have them at least reconnect or meet face to face you know i feel like that was a missed opportunity yeah i guess they wanted to do the eleanor bishop with eleanor with him and then also eleanor with kate so they combine those and i don't know i think hawkeye 
what kind of party kingpin i was just gonna say yeah especially if he had his ronin sword too he would probably yeah i mean so cool when when kate just like shot kingpin with the arrow and he just like ate it and just pulled oh, he's, it out. he's i'm excited to see more of him i i'm hoping we're seeing more of him i don't think he's dead because um i think that scene happens in the comics and he survives he just like eats the bullets <laughs> yeah, i think he's blinded in the comics uh but i don't know if they i hope they don't do that i feel like i hope she like shoots him and nearly misses his heart and he's just like has a wound on his shoulder or something but we'll have to wait and see i don't know um that being you haven't seen daredevil but obviously you should yeah mm-hmm. you, you need to watch Daredevil. No, it's mad to, yeah. it's mad good um there's kind of a it's yet to be seen if they're really canonizing all those events with this appearance of kingpin i think there's one moment where they're trying to say that this is the same kingpin as a daredevil series because when kate uses the coin flip trick which i think was a great way for her to finish him off is mm-hmm. his cufflink and those cufflinks are uh, they're from the Daredevil series. I don't want to spoil why they're important, but they're. I feel like it's got to be the same character. They're not going to like bring him in and not make it the same character. Yeah, but I think it's like a soft reboot because he he's strong in the Daredevil series, but he's not comic accurate strong like he is in this series where he's ripping doors off cars and eating no, arrows. He's, so cool. and he's he's mad cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that the way they're trying to use it is that like so. The end of Daredevil season three, something happens between him and Kingpin where he's like not really as powerful anymore. And I think they're trying to say that in he didn't get blipped and he was able to rise again to power. That's why the heroes didn't really hear from him for a while because Daredevil was mm-hmm. kind of dealing with him in mm-hmm. his series. And then once the blip happened and everyone was gone, he kind of rose back to power a little bit. Um, but who knows? I don't know. I um, love when they answer who got blipped and who didn't. It makes me happy. I love the Yelena scene. Um, yeah it was the first time we saw like what would happen throughout like if you got blipped and you came back it feels like almost immediate and the whole room just like changes around her i thought that was a really cool scene um love yelena every scene she's in is a scene stealer the the, probably the best scene in the entire i'll say right now that that's the best scene in the entire series is her conversation with kate in in the apartment good bishop good bishop you are so funny so funny (laughs) i love her i love yelena she's my fave i hope they have more uh scenes together in the future because that that was really funny Um, yeah and when they're in the elevator together yeah oh my god they have good chemistry i I, I really like them Haley Steinfeld is great. I think that's part of why Kate Bishop was nailed as a character. Um, like she just has so much charisma. Like I've, you, you fall in love with her. She's yeah. awesome. She's um, yeah. Kate Bishop is great too. I, I, the, all of their scenes together were great. Um, and I also think the Hawkeye Yelena scene on the ice in the end was like, like Yelena was mostly a comedic character, but you knew that she had some vendetta and like obviously cares a lot about Nat. Um, but she was like a comedic character for most of the show. And then that last scene on the ice, it showed like. It really brings her, uh, like, to her emotional arc in the show, and I thought it was great. I love that. Well, how do you action. feel about how do you feel about the that Clint's like using Natasha's like whistle call was what turned Yelena and was like, oh, okay, I I understand now. I did I did think Yelena backed down a little too easy, where it was like, but I don't know, like, how are you supposed to explain what happened? also yeah he's kind of like i he literally says like I'm, you wouldn't even believe me if i told you which is true like we have to get the soul stone <laughs> which which is interesting <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting um but everyone does know about the stones it seems 
that that's Especially what I was going to say. We won't get into Spider Man, but in Spider Man, like it seems like everyone knows about the Infinity Stones, even like the common person. So if he says like one, you have to sacrifice yourself for one of the Infinity Stones. It yeah. is a little inconsistent what people know in the world about what happened. I was just going to say. I was just going to say it. It's. I wonder if people know how Natasha died, like what they think, or if they're just like. I, it died, doesn't seem like they. It doesn't seem like they know that she jumped off a cliff to get the soul stone. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, they don't know that, but they can recount every single event in the Avengers bat, the final battle. Oh the, yeah, who, who almost beat Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very inconsistent what people know about that battle. Yeah, but I um, like that they. Re- I like when they reference it. It always makes me happy. But sometimes I wish, I wish it was more of a mystery what happened. Sometimes. Same. Like I, I, I don't think they know that the Avengers travel through time either. Um. Which is also, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I, uh, I was thinking about it. The Rogers musical, which also is hilarious in this series. Um, really, really funny that they made a musical based on Steve Rogers and used his catchphrase, I could do this all day. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. But when Clint is like, oh, they didn't get everything right, like that guy. And they, he points to Ant-Man in the musical. He's like, that guy wasn't there. But do you think that, I, I don't think this is possible because of the events of Loki, how they explained it, but. Do you think someone like saw Ant Man when they traveled back in time and like thought he was part of the the battle or something, and that's why oh, they put him? I in don't know. No, I think it was just a mess up. I think that like people just don't know exactly what went on. Okay. Also, speaking of Rogers, I liked Rogers too, but I was pretty pissed that that was the post credit scene with nothing else. Like, just yeah, I, w- I hated that. <laughs> I know. I know you. Well, I, these post credit they got to step it up with the post credit scenes in the last few months because <laughs> that was BS yeah i think like the only other thing they could have done though was a kingpin reveal but they which is what we all wanted that, they wanted to s- s- let that settle a little bit and i'm fine with that but give me something like nothing happened it was just me watching the musical yeah they could have gave, given like, us a daredevil post-credit scene where or, he's or like, anything or a kid bishop post-credit scene or a yelena <laughs> post-credit scene <laughs> anything like anything to advance the story forward it didn't advance anything yeah, I mean, I, I definitely could have seen a Kate Bishop thing because she's supposed to go on to Ant-Man 3 with the Young Avengers, which they could have hinted at a little bit. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What what did you think of the, like, holiday alignment and, like, the pacing of this show? I, I feel like I thought compared it was, to... I thought it was... You go, you go. Compared to other shows, I feel like it was paced fairly well, I think. There, there wasn't anything where I was like, they have too much to wrap up. Like, obviously, we discussed some faults with the finale, but it wasn't to the level of an extent of Loki and WandaVision, in my opinion, or Falcon. I, I, I thought, I don't know. I think these Marvel shows do, like, really push the last episode, and they're like, everything's coming ahead, right? When you go into the last episode, the last episode just has to solve everything. I think this one did fall to those same um, faults, which I don't think Loki did. I don't think Loki shoehorned too much into the last episode. Um, and especially Loki has a season two, so they kind of didn't answer all the things they had to answer. And then instead they're like, okay, we'll answer some of them in season two, which is fine. Um, I think that the last episode did fault that, like, why bring in Kingpin just to have him get defeated um, in, like, a few scenes. Uh, I thought the pacing was good, but I liked the holiday alignment that he did make it home for Christmas. Um, New York in, in the during Christmas time is so beautiful, and I, I like the scenery, yeah. too. Um I feel like in they use New York as like a final battle place so often in superhero movies and in the MCU that it was nice to like actually spend some time like in the streets and and all that and like outside Rockefeller Center and I don't know it was cool. 
I think it's a nice hint to what we got coming. I mean, we're getting all these street level heroes back that we're finally getting to spend some like ground level time in New York, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah. It does make it does make me a little worried though. You know, like obviously the Christmas alignment was included to make it like light and heartfelt. You know, Hawkeye's gonna make it home for Christmas, but now that we got characters like Kingpin and Daredevil coming back, you really cannot hold back on the grittiness and and the darkness of these characters because they're supposed to be like brutal and violent. Where mm-hmm. I hope, obviously, as a brand, you know, Disney has obligations; they have to keep it family friendly, but. You know, they're finding a way to make Deadpool rated R when he comes in. So I really hope that when Kingpin returns, when Daredevil and Punisher start coming in, that they don't hold back on making it, like, pretty gruesome, mm-hmm. you know. I think Marvel likes to hold back on the gruesomeness. <laughs> they definitely do. I mean, if you notice, um, it's something I've noticed in Black Widow. Like, <laughs> this the scene when Natasha, like, falls for, like, three stories and there's no blood on her at all. Like, yeah. Which which is a little weird, um, yeah. But I like the Christmas alignment, like you said. It, it it's really beautiful in New York City and around Christmas time. So, and we don't spend that much time on the streets. So that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Last point that I that I really liked that I feel like we haven't mentioned yet is the tracksuits. I thought they were really funny. Oh my god, they said bro too often though. <laughs> that's like a thing they do in the comics though that that they wanted to do. Okay, that's funny in. then. But I yeah, the tracksuits were good. I felt like they were just like. I don't really care. I I thought it was a little. It was so marvelly when in the final battle he like tells Kate about his date or whatever. Oh yeah, I yeah, was like, was oh my marvel-y. god, that's so marvel. Like, come on. But it was like funny. But it was like it oh was funny. I don't know. I, I like it. The Larpers um, too was a very marvel thing. Oh yeah, but I like the Larpers though. Yeah, I liked it, and I liked that they helped in the end. Like they didn't actually fight, but they were like, come on. I like yeah. that. Their fits were were cool too, but again, yeah. not as good as Kingpin's flora. And it's his hat too, his fedora. Nobody could rock a fedora like, oh my like God. Kingpin. Kingpin's fit is just spectacular. Come on. Love him. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Uh one one last thing, which kind of I told you my thoughts on it is what an idiot, Clint Barton. Why did you strip off your Ronin suit and just leave it in the middle of a battlefield only to be sold at a at a criminal auction? And like, he like has his sword on him. Oh my god, he's so dumb. So stupid. Like, yeah, I think it was just like it was just a plot point that they needed to get the story started and they were like, people will ignore this. Yeah. I, I guess in the in the grand scheme of things it's like fine because that was the probably the one of the best parts of the show is how they, how well they connected his time as Ronin. Um mm-hmm. especially I really like that. Uh, fight scene in the beginning when uh kate bishop puts on the suit and she's like fighting with the wine bottles in the yeah the auction yeah. really cool scene um and i like the doggy lucky oh i love him <laughs> um yeah i don't know where why marvel thinks rich people talk the way armand and jack talk uh, is the last point i'll say <laughs> armand pissed me. armand annoyed me i feel he's like, like he's not <laughs> They don't talk like that. Like, they don't have an accent. It's, like, it's so weird. He's like, your mother, oh, has a new lover. Like, oh, she's she's getting into some bad things. I forget what he said, but I just did not like Armand at all. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's so annoying. Glad uh, he's dead. Love that part, though, when Kate's trying to explain to Clint about the his death. And she's like, I have all this evidence evidence against Jack. He gave me a butterscotch. And she's like, he's like, not exactly <laughs> breaking the law. All right, so why don't we just go quickly? Like, let's summarize and name like the sh- the strengths and the weaknesses, and then I want to rank uh twenty twenty one Marvel shows. I feel let's like 
like we said, it strength definitely was um, going back, referencing the past and dealing with Hawkeye as a character, like really a character study uh, and a deep dive into Hawkeye as a hero and really dealing with his consequences as Ronan, I feel like were the high points for me. Um, high point for me is definitely Yelena and Kate. Um, I thought their chemistry together was great and them individually was, was also great. Um, Kate had an amazing personality. They really like made her her own character that you're excited to see in the future. Um, it's easy to kind of phone it in and just be like, oh, here's this new character that we're going to make Hawkeye. Um, but Haley Steinfeld really brought, brought it and um, I'm excited to see her in the future. Yelena, again, like big cameo. They could have used her sparingly, but they actually like tied her to the story pretty well, except for the fact that they didn't explain where she came from, like why Eleanor hired her. Yeah. why val hired her with eleanor made no sense but every scene she's in is great like her personality really shines through um i hope that they continue to like give each of these characters like they they're making both kate and yelena really funny in their own way and not just like marvel quippy funny um they really have like very individual personalities so i think that is something that i hope they continue to do with these characters moving forward and with other new characters they bring in kind of like make them make them a little bit different than characters we've seen in the past and like actually make you enjoy scenes like spending time with these characters just just having them talk yep. um i think that was probably my high point um my low point is i was excited to see kingpin but he really didn't do all that much they just bought him in to get defeated um his fit was great though <laughs> um yeah and... all the all of the new character additions uh just to bounce off what you said it were all great we i i think they were re really really awesome and as much as like you said kingpin came in to just be defeated uh i feel like it was a smart way to introduce him and a good introduction to street level organized crime although i will say one of the low points is that they kind of are making out organized crime in new york city to be a goofy thing where i hope when they expand on it it's more serialized you know yeah um Another low point too is they just a lot of their reveals and their plot points you can see coming from a mile away, like Eleanor Bishop. Um, even I mean Kingpin, they pretty much announced that he was going to be in it. Annoying, so or like annoying. let it leak. Um, you'll, even Yelena, who like was my favorite part, you knew she was coming in, but that's partially Black Widow's fault. Um, I think the, a lot of the plot points you saw coming, even though they did work, um, I wish they didn't make them. So like, here, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely think a, another high point was going in on different skills too. Um, like going into what an assassin, how an assassin thinks. I think that was a really cool thing. Like they had the scenes where Hawkeye's like, you need to prioritize your exit rather than your entrance. Um, mm -hmm. He he taught her like how to strategically use the arrows. Um, yeah, I really like that, and I liked how they're introducing characters with different skill sets too. Really, a, a high point of Phase Four in general is that a lot of the Infinity Saga, while it's amazing, uh, very a lot of the heroes are not organically powered. Um, they're very much reliant on tech. Whereas you got a character like Maya where she gets her abilities like Daredevil where her other senses are heightened. Kingpin is just like an absolute monster. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was a nice variety. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that part. This is true. This is true. I do feel Maya is similar to Black Widows, I will say. From what we've seen. I like thought she was a Black Widow for a while. But um, I am excited to see more of her. Um, yeah, like you said, a lot of the new additions have, have cool powers. And um, excited to see them in the future. I think yeah. I think Kate and Clint's mentorship, what you were saying with like him 
teaching her about all of his like thoughts as an assassin and like prioritize this that um teaching her about the trick arrows i thought that was uh that was really cool um i mean kate's origin story also makes sense like hawkeye's just a really good archer and so is kate like she was inspired by him to become a really good archer um i thought the fencing was like a weird addition i guess it was kind of to set jack up and like maybe to make her more like hawkeye in like in in the ronin sense Mm -hmm. um and just make her a better fighter in general but i didn't think the fencing was like a necessary part i kind of would just like she can't be good at everything i kind of wish they were just like she's a really good archer um but whatever it still works um yeah i definitely think it still works um would have liked to seen a a few more like hawkeye flexing some ronin skills rather than just his archery stuff um like some more swordsman skills i don't know Um, k2 k2 um yeah 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 i i think it was well paced and then definitely like uh, bouncing off what you said their buddy cop relationship was arguably the best duo that we've been introduced to in uh 2021 in my opinion i, um, I think honestly I, really not, I don't even think that's the best duo in the show i think it's Jelena and kate bishop well, well <laughs> direct, you know what i like direct like buddy cop relate or yeah. like mentor relationship actually um, best duo is jack duquesne and eleanor bishop Oh my god, <laughs> darling! Gonna, I wonder if he's going to come back. You know, and what? I feel like this show could get a season two because how can you expand on Eleanor and Armand? Well, Armand's dead. Uh, Jack uh, in just the movies. I don't know. And also, um, Hawkeye's wife was a Shield agent. That's a big reveal. Oh yeah, too. yeah, that was interesting. Which I, kind of de- it decanonizes Agents of Shield too because there's a character called mockingbird which they're hinting at that she's mockingbird well there could uh, be multiple mockingbirds it could but the whole shield logo on the watch is kind of like also didn't they didn't explain what kingpin wanted the watch for and how that lines up with if they knew that hawkeye was ronin they didn't explain everything they definitely didn't explain why elena hired uh elena was hired by eleanor annoying I think she. I think I don't think she specifically hired Yelena. I think she contracted Val, and Val was like, "Yelena would be the best for this job because for a connection with Nat." But again, they didn't really explain the timeline of how that syncs up. But and was she hiring last... Yelena for Kingpin, or was she hiring it herself because she wanted Clint dead? It was like they didn't explain it that well. Yeah, for herself, I, I would like to think, but kill him. That's I a little know. extreme. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel it ranks up with the other Marvel shows? I feel like it's smack dab in the middle. I'll give you my ranking right now. I kind of thought about this for, for a bit. Um, what if, as much as I really enjoyed it, um, is last. Oh, I forgot about for me. what if. Okay. Um, cool stories and stuff, but you can listen back to our ranking episode where we rank the episodes and talk about it a little bit. Um, uh, there were definitely some episodes were very lackluster in it. Um, right above that is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I feel like where we've discussed a weakness with WandaVision in this show is that they set themselves up where they didn't reveal enough and deliver enough in the finale. Cap- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier actually had a, one of the best finales out of the shows this year, whereas mm, the true. middle of the sh- the middle of the show is what did not work well for me in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like it kind of dragged along, focused too much on freaking power broker. What's her name? Uh, Carter. Um uh, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon Carter. Carter. <laughs> That's how forgettable she is. We can't even remember her name. But yeah, I feel like they focused a little bit too much on other things, but actually they delivered a satisfying finale, you know, revealing him as Captain America, 
was awesome. Um, then above that is Hawkeye, smack dab in the middle. Um, I really enjoyed it because we got all these fantastical um, shows and like these really huge scale shows. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier was relatively grounded, but it's very large scale. This was very contained to New York, ground level. I love that stuff. Um, part of why I love Daredevil so much. That's the best Marvel series if you really want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, above Hawkeye um, is... Oh, this is tough, but... This I'm is have, tough... This, this is really yeah. tough. Mm, I'm going to say Loki and then WandaVision. One. It, it, despite how much I disliked the finale of WandaVision and that it kind of just went into a blompy, you know, typical MCU battle, I totally think it was cool. the most unique, the most interesting. Um, and they definitely like that was our first Marvel show of 2021 where we had not had Marvel content for a year. And everyone was so hyped every episode, like what's going to happen next? Like theorizing, they really kind of cucked us a little bit with Ralph Boner and stuff like that. But I think it was the most interesting to me. Loki was really awesome, but um, WandaVision was the most unique in my opinion. My ranking similar to yours. I think that there's clear tier here, tiers here. Like what if and Falcon Winter Soldier are definitely the lowest two for me. I will say I think what if is above Falcon Winter Soldier. So Falcon Winter Soldier lowest. Really? What wow. if a little bit above? I actually really like what if. I like shows that um you like can watch an episode and get a full story in one episode. I thought they did kind of an effective job at that. Um like I, I just like shows that are structured like that. Like Black Mirror is like one of my favorite shows. It was like a kind of Black Mirror Marvel animated version. Obviously much lighter, but I like that you get a story in each episode. Not all of them are that great, um, but I thought it was really cool and it's a good way to like touch on the multiverse. Falcon Winter Soldier, I just felt was like the the finale was the only part I really loved about the show. I love his fit, but aside from that, I really just. Felt the show was kind of forgettable. I think they dropped the ball with exploring Bucky's story because he like used to be one of my favorite characters. And then he was super underutilized for many movies. And then they also underutilized him in his own show. Um, <laughs> so I think that was a missed opportunity. It really focused more on uh, Falcon slash Captain America, which I liked his story a lot. But I wish they also focused on Bucky more. Um, so Falcon Winter Soldier Lois, then what if? Um, and then Hawkeye is like in its own tier, definitely better than the two we just mentioned, but definitely not as good as WandaVision or Loki, um, but still really enjoyable. Um, like you said, a lot of street level stuff, introduce a great newcomer, um, expanded on the newcomer in Yelena, um, brought in Kingpin, um, but obviously had some faults that we've mentioned in this episode. And then I'll say, I think WandaVision is a little bit lower than Loki for me. I just personally loved Loki. I think that there were things they could have explained better, but that as much as the whole world wasn't all eyes on the next Loki episode, like I felt like every time I finished the Loki episode, I was like really excited to see what happened next. I thought they really stuck the landing in Loki, which is probably stuck the landing maybe more than any of the other Marvel shows, except maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier, but didn't have that much to land. Um, but I really love the finale of Loki. I thought they went with like the weird myth mystical stuff, which WandaVision kind of like as much as WandaVision's finale doesn't ruin the whole show because the whole show has like so much good content in it and like really did something so so original with the whole show. Mm -hmm. um, it did the most exciting moments. It undid like the Ralph Boner was the, that was the most exciting moment when he came in as Quicksilver and they undid it. 
Um, and I think they had an opportunity to go for more weird stuff in the end, and they didn't. Um, my brother is very focused. Every time we talk about WandaVision, he's very focused on the fact that Agatha Harkness doesn't have a broom to fly around on. She, he's <laughs> like, if you if you make a witch fly, you've got to give them a broom. I'm like, that's you not make the same. I was like, I'm not focused on that. I don't care if she has a broom or not. I just don't think they should have been in the air in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the same argument for, for Wanda. Then. Well, Wanda's different. <laughs> she's called scarlet Witch, well she's man. not like a salem but she's not like a salem witch i guess yeah but anyway um, i'm not focused on the broom i just don't think they should have been flying around i i, I agree um, i think that the best moments as much as marvel's all about the action a lot of the best moments don't ha- happen in the fight sequences even within wandavision the best part of the vision battle isn't when they're flying around throwing each other into walls it's when they're just talking to each other so i think that i like when they go I think WandaVision could have went more like the weird magical route than like, bomb. anyway, we've talked about yeah. that in a prior episode. I agree. <laughs> uh, I think well, I would do want to say one thing to defend my ranking a little bit. What, not to say that one is, is right, but just want to say, uh, I feel like Loki was always like a household favorite before the Loki series. Whereas Wanda and vision were kind of like some people like them and some people like, eh, and they turned them into like household favorites in WandaVision. Well, it didn't turn also... vision into one of my favorites, but definitely turned Wanda into my favorite. Yeah. I liked her already, but I, I hate Vision. Are, are you excited Except for the? the uh, <laughs> are you excited for the Agatha Harkness show that's coming out? I don't know if it's is there out. a show coming out. Yeah, they announced it like months ago. Oh, She's getting her own God. show. That's so dumb. Oh, I'm kind of excited for it. I don't like just giving every side character their own show. But then again, I wasn't that excited about a lot of these Marvel shows that came out, and I'm happy they they ended up doing them. So, are they going to name it Agatha? It's called Agatha House of Harkness. Oh, that's kind of cool. I just, I hate, and you know, I hate when they just name shows after the character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes it makes sense. I Sometimes think Marvel, it, makes sense. it makes sense, but Star Wars, you, come on, Andor, let's go. Andor. <laughs> Step it up. But um, anyway, yeah, it's been a, a great year for Marvel fans. Um, really excited for 2022. I think the first series to come out it might is going to be Moon Knight or She-Hulk, both of which look awesome. Super hyped for that. I'm excited um, to have shows with um, characters we don't know. Yeah, me too. Um, but the most, the next thing that's coming out, super hyped. I think the first episode will be out already by the time you hear this episode is Book of Boba Fett. So we'll be back Very on excited. Star Wars content. Um, so keep out. I'm in a Marvel for... phase. I'm ready to get into a Star Wars phase. <laughs> yes, definitely. So keep an eye out for uh, stuff on Star Wars. Um, we'll definitely have some DC talk. Uh, I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm super hyped for Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited gonna... for that too. If we're going to talk about DC, it's going to be Batman. I mean, I I love Batman. He's awesome. And this looks need really a Superman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Have you seen those tweets? Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. I, I would kill myself oh my God, if, they bring, so if they do a Superman <laughs> team up. That'd be so dumb. Maybe yeah. a Batman, but even then it wouldn't work because Batman's like not. No, you know what? Instead of a Superman team up, just bring Henry Cavill back. Like, stop holding us out on him. Like, just bring him back. I don't know yeah. how you're going to continue in the DC universe and not include Superman, but whatever. Um, a rant for another time. So with that, join the heist. Join the heist. <laughs> <laughs>